Greetings and welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this show explores the topics of security, technology, society, and human meaning. Every Monday, there's a news and analysis episode that curates tens of hours of reading into a concise 15-minute summary, as well as regular episodes featuring essays, interviews, and book reviews on these same topics. The goal is to provide a weekly, concise, and curated update on the most interesting things happening in the world, and to explore ideas that give you something to think about and prepare you for what's coming next. All right, welcome to episode 354. This is Daniel Meisler, starting off with security news. The U.S. has implemented a number of aggressive export controls to stop China from attaining advanced semiconductors. Now it looks like the bans will also expand to include quantum computing and AI as well. It appears ByteDance had a plan to use TikTok to monitor the location of specific American citizens. This is analysis that came out of Forbes. And uh, ByteDance is pushing back and saying that it didn't actually happen. But this is definitely adding to the scrutiny that ByteDance is already under. NSA is asking companies to evaluate their supply chains and ask themselves, what would happen if China attacked Taiwan? Like, how affected would your company actually be? I think it's a fantastic question. Hacktivists claim to have stolen 100,000 emails about Iran's nuclear program. The FCC is about to ban all U.S. sales of new Huawei and ZTE gear. So it looks like we're going hard on bans against China, which honestly I'm happy to see. I'm glad Biden is being strong in this way. Zoom has patched a high-severity debugging port flaw in its macOS client. Microsoft leaked the data of over 65,000 companies due to an internet-facing Azure blob misconfiguration. There's a critical RCE vulnerability in Cobalt Strike that's now been patched. The maker of Ida Pro, Hexrays, has been purchased by European VC firm Smartfin. And I just hope they fix that uh, amazing purchasing experience. Someone cut the fiber optic cables providing internet to multiple cities across France, including parts of Paris and Lyon. Technology news, somebody created a video called A Year using Stable Diffusion and their own custom algorithm. So we've seen what AI can do with text and images. Now imagine it coming to video, and that's what this thing is showing. It is pretty remarkable. And there's another version of the demo that's for an anime that this guy created, and it's just fantastic. Ubuntu's latest release, Kinetic Kudu, is out at version 22.10. And it's focused on IoT developers and enterprise administrators. Although, it does raise the question of how many enterprise administrators are there really for Linux? wonder if they mostly work at Ubuntu and Red Hat and, I don't know, maybe some governments seem to remember some German governments running SUSE. Not sure if that's still a thing. But anyway, cool to see a release from Ubuntu. As always, not trying to throw shade. There are now robots that can pick and sort strawberries during drought in California, and the company is hoping to branch into other fruits and vegetables as well. Automation is like a constricting snake, in my opinion. It's like when you breathe in because you're struggling, it just tightens a little bit more, so you can't actually breathe out to breathe in again. It just keeps getting worse and worse. And to be clear, I'm not saying that once automation is fully kicked in, that we're completely screwed. 
But during the transition, yeah, we're going to be completely screwed. Musk says Starlink is now ready for airplanes, and it's opening up deliveries for mid-2023. He says it's just as good as using it at home, which I've used it um, in houses in multiple places, and it's actually quite good. There is the latency problem just because of the speed of light, but in terms of like speed and stuff, quite impressive. And I would very much like to have that on airplanes. Researchers out of UT Austin with money from the U.S. Army claim to have reverse-engineered Starlink's satellite protocol, which makes it possible to use the fleet as an alternative GPS system, which is why the Army financed it. And Musk supposedly wants to cut 75% of Twitter's workforce, which is almost 6,000 people. And if this is true, I assume he'd try to target the worst performers but with this leaking, he could end up losing a lot of the people that he would have wanted to keep. So we'll see how that goes. And by the way, the latest is that it looks like he is going to actually buy Twitter. Looks like all the different signs are pointing in that direction. Human news. The U.S. just lost 26 years of life expectancy progress, dropping by 2.7 years between 2019 and 2021. That's all the progress since 1996. And researchers at Harvard are under intense scrutiny, including physical safety threats, for removing infant monkeys from their mothers, and in two previous instances, sewing their eyelids shut to see how they learn faces. The Webb Telescope has a new 122-megabyte image of the Pillars of Creation. Ideas and Analysis I've got three of my own posts this week. First one is called Humiliation is Deadly. Quote, I've been thinking for a few years about the danger presented by humiliated people and groups, end quote. And you can catch that one online. It's an open post, so not just for members. Next one is AI art will push the top 1% to human artists. Quote, one effect I think we'll see from this AI-generated art is magnified status for those who insist on the opposite i.e. manual human art, end quote. And you can catch that one online as well. And finally, generate AI art using your own writing. One of the most challenging parts of finishing a post is coming up with a good image. And what I've done is figured out how to read my own content or anybody's content, parse it automatically, and turn that into an AI prompt that you can send to Stable Diffusion or Dolly or mid-journey or any of the new engines right once you have a good prompt you can send it lots of different places and i've been trying all three of those with really amazing results so i'm super happy with this tool and i think i'm going to use it to replace the art on a bunch of old stuff and i'm even thinking about some possible business models around doing this although i think people who are struggling with art on their blogs aren't usually the types that are likely to pay for having that art replaced, but I think there could be some exceptions there. Next one here, U.S. attacks on Chinese chip production. So the export controls just placed on China for advanced semiconductors are extraordinary. They will slow China for years in their ability to do both advanced computing and to build top-end military technology. Many are saying, however, that this is a bit like provocations before Pearl Harbor, saying it's so big it could push China into going after Taiwan or otherwise escalating against the U.S. 
I'm personally okay with that because I think China has been way too brazen in their attacks against the U.S., especially in cyber, with relatively few repercussions. I just hope that the world can break their supply chains out of China as quickly as possible, similar to what Apple seems to be doing, and that it will force China to chill out and be friendly again. Their aggression is somewhat understandable as a response to their great humiliation, but they've overdone it and become a global menace. And I hope this and other measures like it help them dial that back. Next one here related to that, is China about to rise or fall? One of the trends I'm reading about most right now and listening to experts most about is the future trajectory of China. There are two main narratives right now. One is that China is about to crush America and become the dominant world power. And two, China has unbelievable weaknesses right below the surface. And those weaknesses are about to materialize and hobble the country. Despite having read multiple books about China and its future and having listened to dozens of hours of experts debating this, I don't feel like I have a good grasp of things. The best thing I feel I have is a good understanding that there are two main narratives, which are those that I just described, which I guess that's something. The arguments that they are ascending are pretty easy. So many people, so many people getting good education, they're stealing the world's intellectual property, they're becoming the world's dominant bullies, they have the supply chain entirely captured almost. And the one that scares me the most is the fact that they actually have a functional government, right? They're thinking very long-term about the success of the country, which the U.S. does not have. And the arguments for China's fall are far less discussed, but they include a huge problem of not having enough young people, a major real estate crash, and the fact that so many smart young people are not actually in China because they've left to go to the U.S. or Canada or Europe. Which way this will go is one of the most important variables in the world's future right now, in my opinion, and a lot of other people's opinions, because it will significantly determine other major issues, such as North Korea, Taiwan, and Russia. And the last piece of analysis here, luxury surveillance becomes the norm. So I just read a good article about luxury surveillance that definitely resonated. Or at least mostly it did. I think there are many people, especially in the security community, who would share the view of this article, which is that they don't want to be tracked and they don't want any amount of luxury tracking or like you're paying for it, therefore it's good, that type of thing. But I'd argue most rich people or most people, you know, whatever, top 10%, top 5%, actually are kind of okay with this as long as it's done to their advantage. To me, it's about the trade-offs. What are the benefits of perfect life tracking and ubiquitous personal surveillance? And what are the downsides? How would you like to know everything about everything around you? Who's near your house? How many times they've been there before? Whether they've been reported to authorities or something like that. Whether you're walking into a dangerous neighborhood, etc. I'd argue that as the tech gets better, the downsides will reduce relative to the upsides. Specifically, this will happen for the top 10% of earners. And of course, that's just a rough number, right? But those who can pay for it will get all this tracking and monitoring without a lot of the data broker drama that comes with it. For the less well-off, they will get that tracking at the cost of their whereabouts and preferences in, I think, a more gross kind of way. But I don't see the big breach of one's data as a major risk there. I, I think that eventually gets shorn up the way that it's shorn up for, say, the security of banking or brokerages, right? 
You're not hearing Bank of America constantly getting hacked. You're not hearing E-Trade constantly getting hacked. So it is possible to do this stuff halfway securely. Doesn't mean they're, they are secure. They're probably going to get hacked. They probably have been hacked. They might be hacked now. But the world continues to turn. We continue to use these services. So I think it's the type of thing that can be relatively locked down. Not completely, but relatively. So I think the rich will demand that these services be relatively secure. I think they'll demand to use these technologies for monitoring of themselves and their loved ones. And those who are unwilling to share any data will fall in numbers over time. The benefits of providing that data will simply outpace the negatives. And those from the old school who refuse on principle will simply age out. It's hard to imagine, but I think that's where this is all going. Notes. So as I move towards my transition to doing UL full-time, which will include the show, building products, consulting, writing books, and other creative endeavors, my creative forces are really spinning up again. I've had more creative thoughts and output in the last couple of weeks than I have in months. And as of November 1st, it's about to get even more exciting around here when I officially transition. And a lot more to follow. Can't wait to tell you about it. Got a bird feeder update. Thank you so much for those who gave me advice on the bird feeder. I now have a number of uh, bird visitors. Uh, very exciting. And bird feeder level is starting to drop a bit, so they are actually eating the stuff. Uh, and I've learned a couple of things, some of which you guys uh, all pointed out. First one is you have to provide cover. They don't want to be just sitting out in the open because uh, we've also got a lot of red-tailed hawks around here. So I imagine they can uh, come and snipe them, although I think they mostly eat mice. But anyway, they don't like to be in the open. And uh, number two is you want to be conscious of who you're attracting because some birds are migratory and there's a theory that it's disruptive to provide permanent food to those who orient their lives around following food. So I'm going to keep researching this, but I think the visitors I'm getting are called cowbirds, maybe, which I think are just a local type of bird. I'm not sure they're migratory, but who knows? I'm going to keep watching it, make sure I'm not actually doing something harmful by having a bird feeder. And I'm also finishing Ryan Holiday's latest book on discipline. I think all of his books, which I've read all of them, uh, they remind me of Pressfield stuff, which is more like data-backed motivation than pure content. But I do enjoy them regardless. Discovery. JFrog has a new tool for detecting text for shell. HTMLQ is like JQ, but for HTML by Michael McLean. Metlo is an open source API testing tool by Metlo Labs. What happens today if you tell Twitter you had ice cream by Swift on security? Getting musically discovered is harder than ever, and being number one on the radio doesn't matter anymore. What if mass corporate emails weren't actually mass, but were slightly different so they could tell who leaked them? This is analysis by Robert Hansen, also known as Arsenic. Cloudflare Pages is kind of amazing. Overnight charging could be the reason you lose so much iPhone battery life in just a year. This article has convinced me to leave my thing off the charger and charge it more often during the day when it actually needs to be charged. How Stuck builds custom word lists for his bounty work by the amazing Stuck. The Social Recession by the Numbers a strong write-up on how disconnected we've become 
This thing pivots a lot off of Robert Putman's work, uh, bowling alone, but it's got updated uh, data in here. Really, really good stuff. Palette.fm, a new tool that automatically colorizes black and white photos by Emil Wallner. We become what we behold, a super intriguing web game by Nikki Case. Curry cells, rice cells, and strict Asian parents. That is a difficult title to read. An episode of Incel, recommended by the creator. So evidently there's this uh, really cool podcast called Incel, which a bunch of people are recommending. I haven't actually listened to the first one, but I have added it to my client, and I'm going to be listening this week. Evidently it's all about incels, which is uh, why it's called Incel. Why Republicans Are Surging by David Brooks and the Generative AI Landscape, which is an infographic of all the different people playing in this space. And recommendation of the week. Ask yourself what your main thing is. What is your main thing? Is it family? Is it getting to work at a particular company? Is it making enough money so you can become an artist full-time? Know what your main thing is and periodically look at your calendar and to-do list to make sure it's properly prioritized. And the aphorism for the week. The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. Stefan Covey. Unsupervised Learning is produced and edited by Daniel Meisler on a U87 AI microphone using Hindenburg. Intro and outro music is by Zombie with a Y. And to get the text and links from this episode, sign up for the newsletter version of the show at danielmeisler.com slash newsletter. We'll see you next time.